Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. About two weeks ago, I randomly started experiencing episodes of continuous shortness of breath. I decided to go to the GP when I realized that even whilst doing non-strenuous activities, I would still find it difficult to breathe normally. After asking a series of questions and carrying out various tests, the GP could not ascertain what was wrong with me and then ended up putting it down to childhood asthma that was flaring up. He prescribed me two inhalers and arranged a follow-up phone call in six weeks' time to see what the progress was. Last Sunday, I came to church, and as Bishop Richard was giving the altar call, I started experiencing a more pronounced difficulty in breathing. I placed my hand on my chest and wheezed my way through the prayer. Communion time came shortly after, and Bishop Richard began to pray, declaring our healing and wellness through the blood and the body of Jesus Christ. Immediately after taking the blood, the struggle that I was having in breathing just two minutes prior had totally ceased. It was so immediate that I couldn't believe it. To the glory of God, for the rest of that day and week, my breathing has been normal. In fact, it is now much smoother than it had ever that it had been even when I was well. I went back to the GP clinic to do another checkup, and the GP said, I am writing on your notes that your asthma has cleared. Go and declare your testimony in church. Thank you, God, for the blood of Jesus, which has healed me. And thank you, Bishop Richard, for giving us the communion. The blood never loses its power. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Are you guys ready to receive another powerful testimony? Then please put your hands together and appreciate our sister, Kemi. Hi guys, my name is Kemi and I'm in the Dancing Stars. Um, My testimony is how God delivered me from a car crash. So, um, a few weeks ago, I was, um, I went out to pray. So I was praying for the will of God and everything. So afterwards, <laughs> and like, yeah, so I was praying, I was listening to the, um, latest camp by a prophet, um, everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. So after that, I went to dance rehearsal. So after dance rehearsal, I was going home without a, I was to the dancing stars. <laughs> And then, and then, yeah, so driving, so I was just telling him how my day went and everything, so 
I was just like, yeah, I went to pray today. It was really nice. I was reading the book, How to Pray, and I was listening to our prophet um, preaching on um, Pharisees' prayer, and he was just emphasizing on the will of God, the importance of the will of God. So talking, 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 and I reached a junction, like driving, and then on your left and your right, the car I meant to stop, but the car didn't stop. It just drove past, like it's like it was really fast and then like by the grace of God the car didn't hit me and I don't know who the driver is I don't know whether it's a female or a male but the car literally like it was really fast <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't press the brake I did my car didn't go to the left or to the right and by the grace of God I'm here today because I believe in the prophet's prayer and I took it in because the prophecy was for me and I received it. And Alto's all right. I'm okay. And, and, and yeah. And the thing is that I, what I wanted to emphasize on is because um, you listen to the podcast, you pray, but you have to take it in because it's for everyone. I wasn't at the camp, but I received it. That's why I'm here today. I just want to encourage you guys that when we say to listen to podcasts, when we say to read the books, when we say to pray and everything, it's not for no one else but for you. So stay in tune, listen, believe it, and it shall come to pass and you wouldn't die because I'm here today by the grace of God. Thank you. Put your hands together for Kemi. Wow, are you guys excited to be in church? Are you still happy to be here? All right, then I want you to make some noise for the Greater Love Choir. For love 
my heart just wants It wants to break for loving you Well, I'll let it break And I will run to you I'll just stand up And I'll fall in love Oh, Lord, again I'll just show
put your hands together again for the Greater Love Choir. Did you enjoy that beautiful singing? Do you want to see some more powerful ministrations? Then please make some noise for Sela! Spirit. 
prosper me today I have a feeling that I'm waiting in vain For you to obey me I have a feeling that I'm waiting in vain For you to do my will So God is asking Am I gonna wait in vain For your love Am I gonna wait in vain For your love Am I gonna wait in vain For your love He's asking you Am I gonna wait in vain For your love Am I gonna wait in vain for your love? Am I gonna wait in vain for your love? So why are you so hard? Why are you so difficult? Why don't you wanna move? Why don't you wanna change? excuses every day you have more and more excuses I don't think that you love me I think your heart is somewhere else you know why cause if you love me yeah if you really love me if you love me You would work much harder now I have a feeling that I'm waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting in vain For you to obey me That's how God feels He said he has a feeling that he's waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for you to do his will That's why he's asking Am I gonna wait in vain for your love? Am I gonna wait in vain for your love? God is asking you, am I gonna wait in vain? Am I gonna, gonna wait, gonna wait, gonna wait, gonna wait, gonna wait, gonna wait, gonna wait in vain? Is he gonna wait in vain for your love? Is he gonna wait in vain for you to go on a mission? Is he gonna wait in vain for you to start that campus church? Is he gonna wait for you to stop that bar church? Is he gonna wait in vain for your life? Hey, is he gonna wait?
please put your hands together again for Sela. Are you guys ready for what's coming next? Are you ready for the word of God? I don't feel your excitement. Are you ready for the word of God, church? We have our pastor in the house. He's ready to teach us, to guide us, to instruct us. So if you're incited, then please put your hands together. Rise to your feet. Let's shout, welcome, Bishop Richard Aye. One, two, two, one. Wow. Are you incited? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your beautiful blessing you've given us today. What a blessed opportunity we have to come to church, to be in your presence, Lord. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes us and cleanses us of all our unrighteousness, Lord. Thank you for your goodness towards us. Thank you for another Sunday, another time in your presence. I pray, Father, you speak to us. Instruct us in your pure word, Lord. Heal us, bless us, and cause us, Lord, to rise up as mighty, strong servants to serve you, Lord, and to do your will. In Christ Jesus' name, I have prayed with thanksgiving. And everybody shall say, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Okay. Are you ready for the next issue? I think you all know what we are talking about, isn't it? So, next issue. It's it's Matthew chapter 21. And... um, Matthew 21, verse number 33. Wow. It says, I hear another parable. I think now the parables will mean more to you. Now when you see the parable, you know that these are issues to be discussed. In eternity, it's not just happy stories that you're reading here. So here, there's another parable. So here, another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard wow and hedged it round about and digged a wine press in it and built a tar and led it out to the husbandmen and went into a far country verse 34 are you enjoying the parable and when the time of the fruit drew near he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandman took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Wow. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. But the last of all, he sent unto them his son saying, they will reverence my son. Do you understand reverence? Okay. But when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him 
and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. When the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen? They say unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandmen which shall render him the fruits in their seasons. Okay, so this is the issue here. The issue here is the issue or the question of receiving the people God sends into your life. Now, on your, on your Christian journey and on your walk with God and in your development as a Christian, you will experience different people. It's almost, it's almost like a relay. Almost like a really. I mean, sometimes you can have someone that um, will be with you. Like you join a church as an unsaved person. You get saved. Uh, the same pastor will guide you through different phases as you develop, grow up, and uh, become a minister or whatever God wants you to become. Sometimes it may not be the case. You'll find out that you got saved somewhere for whatever reason before you realize you are somewhere else. Somebody else has come into your life. Somebody else is guiding you on. Do you understand what I'm talking to you about? So you see that it's like there are different people at different stages. Different stages that come into your life to guide you, to guide you to another level and to another point or to fulfill a particular thing in your life because that is what God wants to do at that age and at that phase. You may think that, you may think that, um, is it the interesting thing about God when God is working? That's, that's why you need to be spiritual. You, see, you have to, you have to be spiritual. You have to, you have to uh, almost, almost give 100% spiritual explanation to Every experience you have in your life, every experience you have in your life, you have to give and know the spiritual reason that there must be a purpose. There must be a reason. Don't, don't abandon yourself to depression or abandon yourself to joy. It's like, I'm just happy. I'm just happy that I got three A stars. I'm happy I got three A stars and because of that, I'm going to Queen Mary. Don't just, don't just be happy. There's a reason. There is, there is a higher reason than your three A stars. And you're finding yourself in UCL or finding yourself in uh, King's Cross. Not King's Cross. What's the other name called? (laughs) King's College. Yes, King's College. (laughs) It's near King's Cross, isn't it? You shall have three A stars. All the year 12 and year 30 people receive it. Yes. But you see, when you find yourself in, the, you see, a good thing is happening, or maybe not what you expected is happening, don't just, don't just give physical carnal reason and carnal thinking. Don't give carnal physical explanations to everything. Because God is there, and he has a plan for you. He has a plan for you. He has a very good plan for you. The people you meet, Things that happen in your life, where you find yourself, where you find yourself, where you find yourself studying, 
where you find yourself working, where you find yourself traveling to. You see, some of you will find yourself in some country one day for good reasons. For good reason. But there, don't just say that I've got a good job in that place. Ask yourself, what is the spiritual reason that God has for me that this door has been opened to me? Why do I find myself here? Why do I find myself here? How did I get here? How did I arrive here? Sometimes even people that come into your life, which is what we are talking about, people who come into your life, are you going to stone them? Where, 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 take us back a bit. Where they stoned, they killed, they did some things. They were stoning. They beat one. Killed another one. And stoned another one. Keep the verse here for a while. Okay, so that we'll be looking at it. Because different people would have come into your life. And you'd be surprised that you've beaten some out of your life. You've killed some in your life. You, you, you quench them. It's that they can't operate in your life. Out of my life. Out of my life. That you've stoned some. It will be a question. How did you treat this person? That elder. That new believer school teacher. That shepherd, that pastor, how, how did you handle that person that came into your life? How did you treat them? How did you treat them? Because anybody that is coming into your life is God sent. I mean, not anybody, anyone with a good reason is God sent. Look, even, even, okay, anybody, even the bad experiences. Even the wicked ones that came into your life. Even when you, you will even discover that that door was open for them to enter because you were stubborn. But, you listen. <laughs> but you see that the mighty hand of God was there to extract you. Because perhaps you are the type who learns from the school of hard knocks. So even in the school, his hand was there. When he saw that you have been knocked enough, you are against it, then he said, eh, my son, come out. Come out. Come out. Nobody understands your humility in church now. Nobody understands it. Only you. You are the only one who knows the degrees you have. And the experience. That, that's how come you become calm. But in the beginning, it wasn't so. It wasn't. You, you are not like this. You were not originally like this. Hey, you. But the, the hand of God came into that college of hard knocks. When he said, you have no to the left, to the right. They said, it's enough. And he took you out. And he brought you out. And he brought you home. That's the time you are calm. And you are cool. You are cool. You are cool. Because look, there are a lot of things that you could have escaped through counseling, through advice. If you, if you had listened, if you had listened, if you had just listened, or maybe not listen, even ask. Some of things that you do in secret, you do it in secret because you know it's wrong. Isn't it? That's why you don't ask anyone. Because you know if you, are, if you ask, you'll be told, no, it's a bad thing. You don't ask because you know it is wrong. 
So you enroll into the school of hard knocks and difficult experiences. Then you attend, then you graduate with your certificate. With honors, yes. You come out with two one or first class. <laughs> yes. They be walking around calmly. But even that, see how merciful God is. He's still with you. He's still teaching you. But what I'm saying is that every opportunity and every experience, try, try hard to see the hand of God. See God. I mean, see, see God there. God is there. God is there. You're, 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 not, you're not in this church by accident. This is a season of your life. The, perhaps a season of your life that God, God has given me to you to teach you something and to talk to you and for you to learn. So there's something for you to learn. Yes. There's something for you to learn. This is an appointed season at this time to learn some things and to see some things. Before, if that is God's will and God's plan, he said he promotes you into another place. Or he guides you somewhere. When he guides you somewhere, you say, there will be another teacher there. There will be another person waiting for you to guide you. It's a, it's a, it's a relay. It's a relay. Batons are handed over. This person will father you for a while. Then somebody takes over. If at a particular turn in, in, that, in, that, in that race of your life, you reject the person bringing the battle. You said, I don't want to receive from you. That's the end of your race. That's the end of your race. That's the end. You are left behind. Perhaps you had 100 meters more to run. And then you are standing there. Celebrating and thinking that you finished. Can you imagine a, a, a relay race? They've done 100, 200. And then they do a third. Isn't it a third? Before the fourth finishes off. So you do the third, and then the third, they start jumping and jubilating that we finished. Can you imagine how silly they will look? Yeah, but that's, that's what many Christians have done for themselves. So that's when you get, it gets to a particular turn, then it's like, no, I don't want it anymore. I've had enough. I've learned enough. I've received enough. I'm there. And that, that is where you see stubbornness and rebellion. And the person rather becomes more of a rebel because you are not you are you are not a baked cookie. You are an unbaked cookie. Nobody can. It's like in other words, you are good for nothing. A half baked cookie. Who will eat it? You are neither good for to go back and be and be part of the flour or be part of the butter or be part of the sugar. And you are not good for the tea tray. You are half baked cookie. Cookie that is good for nothing. Because you rejected the people. It's like I'm okay. I can't be, but you can't be you, should not, you can't be used for anything. You can't be used for this. You can't be used for that. You can't be used for this. You are now even a mixture. If we send you to the flour department, flour will say we don't want you. Say you are not flour. The butter will say you are not butter. We don't want you. The sugar will say you are not sugar. We don't want you. We don't know what you are. You are a mixture. The only, the only place you'll be received is a fire, the oven. 
It's the having that will say, come. Come. Come for 45 minutes. I want you for 45 minutes. For 45 minutes. 45 minutes. I'll add value to you. I'll add value to you. Yeah. I'll burn you. But afterwards, people will spend money to have you. Yes, people will spend money to have you. (laughs) But it gets to a point that that is where we begin to reject people. We don't accept people. We don't want people. Even me as a pastor, I've, I've learned and I'm learning that there are people that God will send to me. And I'll also be questioned about it. What did you do? Because some of the people, it will be easy to disciple them. So it will, it will be extremely difficult. Extremely. So no one, you see, no one is to be left or rejected. A pastor or a father in ministry doesn't reject people. You have to rather think, what medicine is good for this person? Because when you reject, you have to ask yourself, it's either heaven or hell. When you reject, you are rejecting the person to hell. People, look, I mean, you know yourselves. I don't have to talk. You know yourselves. You know how difficult some of you are. Some of you know yourself. You know how difficult and how, what, I mean, it's like the very thing you have been told, don't do, that's what you do. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yes. But, see, but a pastor has to, has to know the different people, because I, I don't think there's anybody in this building who is here by mistake. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think there's anybody here by mistake. Yeah, I don't think there's anyone here by mistake. Whether you are difficult or easy to disciple, you are welcome. And I'm happy to have you. We shall, we shall, we shall cross this river. We shall cross the sea. It's my prayer that when we get to the other side, I'll say, Lord, is it like Jesus prayed and said, you gave me 12. I've kept all except the son of perdition. It's like there's somebody who had to fulfill scripture. It was his role and his function to defect. So he has defected. It's also my prayer that when I get to the other side, I can say, all have been kept. All. Why is the room getting warm? Why is the room getting warm? We are not feeling cold. Are you, are you understanding? So, there are different people that will be sent to you in your development as a Christian. And even in the church, it doesn't mean that you should go church hopping and say that, no, it's my time to move on. Look. Look. Don't do that. Different people you see. Even in the same church. You see this one. You see today this one is your elder. This one is your shepherd. This one is your pastor. This one is telling you what to do. You have to, you have to learn how to respond to all. You have to learn how to respond. How to respond. You have to be able to respond to all favorably. And well. You have to respond and respond well. Otherwise. You kick somebody out. You'll be asked. You see, if you read the book, Final Quest, 
I see that um, Joanna met somebody. And then I think he was trying to apologize to the person that he didn't, he didn't receive the person well. Because it's like he, he's, an, he's an awkward son. Or he was like a bit awkward. <laughs> he was a bit awkward in um, being discipled and being led and being trained. And the person was already in heaven said that, no, I should have rather tried to keep you. I should have tried. That is why I learned it from. That when I also meet the awkward sons and the awkward daughters, I have to try because both of us will appear before the judgment seat of God. I have my questions to answer about that difficult child. You also have your, your questions to answer for not receiving a, a, a type of father like me or pastor like me. You also be asked. Also be asked. You all be there. We all have to think of the judgment and play a role. Play a role and play a part. And you have to be able to receive and follow and follow. These people were, they were just killing people. They just, anybody said that, beat one. Next one comes, kill him. Another one comes, stone him. It's like, it's like you've become your own pastor and your own shepherd. Can't be led, won't be led, shan't be led, will not be led, will not be trained. Anytime you are being trained, you, you have the attitude of, I know already. Yeah. What you are saying, I know it already. But you don't, that's what makes sense. You don't know it. You don't know. If you know, it's look, the best way to assess yourself whether you know is by fruits. If you know, where's your church? Where are the souls? Where are the souls? Where are the souls? Where are the souls? Where are they? Are you understanding our first issue today? Today we have three issues. This is the first one. Receiving delegated authority. Delegated authority. You should be able to receive delegated authority. Don't be the type that says that I I only speak to Bishop. Don't be asking me. So when, when can I see the prophet? I need to discuss something with the prophet. I mean, I know, I know you are here with us, but you know, I, I need to, I need to see the prophet. Then I'll know that. Yeah. He put me here. He put me here. You see, when you don't receive the one that is sent, it means you are not receiving the one that sent him. Yes. Yes. If Natalie is moderating and you don't like Natalie's moderating, it means that you don't like me because I chose her. You didn't know that. I chose her. I said from today, I said from today you are the moderator. From today you will moderate and you will do everything. I, it is me. She didn't appoint herself. So you must always know that when you see somebody doing something, the person has been sent. There, there are people who don't like delegate authority. They, do, they, they don't go direct. One, one day I met, I met a relative of mine. She said, she said, she doesn't um, pray in the name of Jesus. And so I asked her, what do you do? She said, I go straight to the father. 
Then she said, Then she said, Is Jesus not our brother? He's not one of our brothers. Why should I go to him? Why should I go to him uh, to, before I go to the Father? I said, I go straight to the Father. I said, Hey. I said, hey. I said, sister, sister. Hey. This one is a new one. Which Bible do you read? I said, what Bible do you read? No, you are going direct. You don't like to, you don't like to ask anything in the name of Jesus. I said, hey. This one is a problem. It's a problem in the new revelation. Jesus is our brother. Jesus is not one of our brothers. He's one of our brothers. I want to talk to daddy. Why should I tell my brother what I want? Let me tell, the, let me tell daddy myself. Hey. I said your argument is interesting but it's so unscriptural. So unscriptural that I'm sorry to tell you you are lost. You are totally lost. Your prayers are not going anywhere. That, I, how many of them have been answered? What do you have? Look out for delegated authority and respect delegated authority. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. If you don't receive Christ, it means you don't receive the Father. If you say, I'm going to pray straight to, to you have rejected Christ, you have rejected him. Do you understand? Yeah. Delegated authority. It's a key, it's a key touchy issue for a lot of people. You've been a pastor for a while, you do you see it. I'm always laughing at people as they are they fight with delegated authority. They say, no, I don't want to hear from you. Well, one, one brother he said, he said, he said he, he was some um, associate pastors were sent to him. He said he doesn't talk to apprentice pastors. That's what he says. He said, I don't talk to apprentices. I don't I don't do apprentice. I mean apprentice. <laughs> apprentice. But these were the apprentice pastors, apprentice. <laughs> He said, I, w- I want the real, a real, the real deal. He said, apprentice passes to me. <laughs> Learning on the job. <laughs> Watch out for people who are delegate, who are sent to you. Watch out for them. Watch out. Watch out for them. Look out for them because they are around all the time. They've been sent by God. There are different ways that God sends messages to you. Different ways. Different ways. Different ways and different methods that God sends messages. You'll be surprised that God has sent a message to you. So that depends on how stubborn and how difficult you are. Somebody, God used a donkey to speak to him. A donkey. Because he won't hear anything. He won't listen to anybody. He had to use a donkey to speak to him. I don't know how far you've gone, but be, from today, learn that there are different ways. As for God, he hasn't given up on you. Different ways he's trying to get your attention. Amen. He's trying to get your attention. Some of the things are to get your attention. 
They are, they are attention-seeking events and experiences. It's to get your attention. Is it your testimony, your accident that you have? God is trying to get your attention about something. I don't know what it is, but maybe he's trying to get your attention. Oh, yeah. Near, near death experiences. God is trying to get your attention. He's trying to say something to you. Don't think it's just some freak something that has just happened to them. So God is trying to get your attention. Some of the places God has rescued you from. I mean, you know how far you've gone. And God has come there. God came there. For you to be in church today means God came there to get you out. He's trying to get your attention. Now that you are out, you should be asking. You should be saying, God, here I am. Use me. What is there to do? What next do I have to do? What's your next instruction? He came there to rescue you. However he did it, I don't know. Whoever he used, I don't know. But he came there to bring you out. You have to be careful. You have to be very, very careful about those things. Because he uses different things, different things, different moments. Some of the difficulties, some of this is to humble you. You have to be humble. Look, you'll be surprised that you will marry and you see that you thought that you have married. Honeymoon, happiness, joy, you're going to enjoy. But that person in your life is to teach you something. Because I don't know how old you are, but you can borrow my age. If you, are, if you are too young, there are some things that will never be manifest unless you are married. That's when you will discover how stubborn you are. How, how, how difficult you are to live with. You, you will not see it anywhere. You think you are, the, you are the sweetest person because the only thing that people have told you, boys have told you, mama has told you, I don't know if you are daddy's girl, after you are so sweet, you have this, you will play with your things. And then suddenly you are married and then your husband is saying, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. And you don't want to learn shut up. Because you see, you haven't, you haven't learned how to be quiet and listen. You haven't learned it. So that there's somebody in your life, he's not a demon. God is getting your attention that can you humble, can you be quiet and be spoken to? Can you be led? Can you be told what to do? You can't learn it anywhere. You can't learn it anywhere except in that contract called marriage. That is where your role, your role is to submit and to sit there and be told what to do. That is where you will see whether you are humble or, or proud. Whether you are teachable or rebellious. That, it, is that pla- it is that place. You can't see it in church. You can't see it in church. Just when we say lift up, everybody lifts up their hand. But it is there that somebody will tell you that I want to eat this. Or, or you, you haven't read the scriptures. The scriptures say that when you marry, it says the honeymoon is supposed to be for one year. He said you shall go away with your bride for a year. And the, the interesting the scripture says is that to humble her, to humble her, that she will be humbled. 
Michael is saying he didn't write the Bible. To humble her. Ah, have you found it? God bless you. May Lord God give you plenty money. When a man takes a new wife. Oh no, this one is not it. This one talks about that. He shall be one, he shall be okay, the free at home one year and shall give happiness to his wife whom he has taken. But there's one that says that quite to be humble, that she shall be humbled. Do you see that humility comes? But then you come back. Even the gymnastics you've been made to do, those of you who have S. Is that some of you, by the time you, are, you, are, you got born again, those, those things have been stripped off you already, so it may not be so effective. But those who feel they are golden vessels, <laughs> when they start saying, like this, do it like this, or oh, they like that. The time you come back from the animal, you say, you've, be, you've become a mouse. A mouse. You actually can't, you can't, you can't even believe the things you're going to do. You can't believe it. Your queenly status is brought down. Your princess royal mentality has flown out of the window. him a demon. He's been sent to you to humble you. To humble you. She be humbled. (laughs) So it could be your spouse. You see, it, it will bring out of you something you've never known that is there. You see, but you, you, he has never thought that he's not patient. Suddenly, suddenly, your patience is being tempted. Now you have to, you have to learn how to be patient for somebody to learn something. It, it will be tested. It will be tested. In that place called marriage, I pray, may all of you get married. Amen. Mm, for training. <laughs> yeah. You should all taste it. Pray that you will taste it before the rapture. Because when we get to heaven, we'll be talking about it. You know what we are talking about. Are you understanding delegated authority? Matthew chapter 10 and verse 41. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. You see, the way you receive someone, your recognition of that person's spiritual identity is key. Is key to your behavior towards the person. Yeah, it's key. Is it when, when people are spiritually blind or spiritually ignorant, they don't treat prophets as prophets. They treat them as righteous men, as anybody. 
One spiritually ignorant brother said to me once, he said it to me, it's not like he said it somewhere in the report, he said it to me, that his loyalty is to somebody I appointed as a pastor and not to me. Yes, in his days of ignorance, his, his mind was untrained. Yes. He said he's loyal. He said it's, it's like it's like I don't I don't count. It's like I don't count. Like if this if this person that I appoint as a pastor, do you understand when I say appoint as a pastor? It means that I told that you are called. You can serve God. Come on, come for training. After this number of whatever training from today, we shall appoint you as a pastor. You are a pastor, and then somebody, a spiritual ignoramus, tells me his loyalty is to him. As I'm telling him what to do, he's telling that if that boy tells him what to do, that's what he will do, not what I'm saying. It's called spiritual blindness and spiritual ignorance. So it makes you reject the person that has been brought into your life. It's like you, can't, you can't even say that this is the person that is in your life now. This is the, this is the one that is directing and feeding you. It's like you don't know the hand that feeds you. One of the things you should know in life is the hand that feeds you. You have to know the hand that feeds you. Your source of food. You have to be able to recognize that this, 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 this is the hand that is feeding me. This is the person that is leading me. This is the person that God has brought. It's called spiritual identities. You should be able to identify who is, who is in my life now. Who is God using in my life now? Then you receive the rewards that goes with it. There, there are rewards to every person, every name, to every type of person that God brings into your day. It comes with a reward. As soon as you receive, there's a blessing. As soon as you receive, there's a blessing. As soon as you receive, because there's a reason. There's a blessing because there's a reason why that person has been sent into your life. So when you receive, then God sends you to the next level, into the blessing. Is the room getting cooler? The dancing stars are sleeping, so I don't know. Maybe that place is warmer. Yeah. May your eyes be opened to see who God sends to you at any particular time. You should see. I mean, the writer of Proverbs. He says he's walking by. He's walking by a garden, and God begins to speak. You see, that's, that's the level and the height of alertness you must get to. That when will God speak? Under what circumstances? Where? He is walking by a garden. A garden, not even a human being. A garden. And he said, I receive instruction. A little sleep. A little slumber. So shall your poverty come like an armor. He was walking by somebody's garden. You go and visit somebody, you go on visitation to somebody's house or somebody's apartment. When you sit there, may God speak to you. Amen. May you see things. May you learn things. You encounter someone, or sometimes you travel. You have to see. God, God, is, God speaks in different forms and especially through his servants that he sends into our lives. Send somebody. Never hate a servant of God. Let it register in your heart. Never hate or reject a servant of God. 
or thing that or thing that a servant of God that has been sent into your life is doing you harm. Because the training and the experience is not so smooth and easy. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be well done. It's not going to be well done all the time. No. Because you are not going to do well all the time. So well done cannot be said all the time. How do you expect well done all the time when you are not doing well all the time? What have you done well for well done to be said? Like some of us have not been trained well. Some of us, it depends, it depend, I mean, no offense to, to your homes or wherever you go. Some of us don't come from homes where there's a certain level of training. But God is giving it to you probably in the church. In the church where this where you are hearing for the first time correction and rebuke. To solve things. The first time you are, you are being told that your attitude is wrong. It's a church. And it's not because you are hated or disliked. It's because God is training you for a higher purpose. That your current, your current attitude is not compatible with that office. So it has to, you have to be stripped of it. Remolded. Then you can be used. Then you can be used. That's what he said in the book of Jeremiah. He said, Am I not the potter? Are you not the clay? If I've made it and I don't like what I've made, it's like I've made you a mark and I don't, I don't, I don't want a mark again. Can I not change you into a plate? Can you not change you to another vessel? Many of you came into church as a certain type of vessel. Hey, God, is it, can you not change you? Can you not change you? Is the sun worrying you? You can move to where the sun is not. That's yeah, the brother. Like this. You can move here. It's allowed. Yes, you. No one that's sun is in your face. Yes. Make sure you're okay. You don't want to move? You'll be happier if you move. You sure? Okay. As you have arrived, you can't continue in the same way. Yes. Because the way you are it's not good for ministry. The type of vessel that you are, it has to be changed. It has to be smashed. It has to be smashed. Picture a potter in the place. He has to take the, the lamp of clay, smash it, smash it. Smash it and start all over again. So sometimes the person that you have in your life now is the hand that shall smash you, mash you like that, mash, mash. Not because you are useless, but because a new vessel is about to be designed. Something better is about to be designed. You shall come out something better. There's not, there's not always continuity. I wish you continue as you've come. No. As you've come, it's not needed. You're needed for something else. Are you willing and ready to do something else? Maybe you've come as a singer. We don't need a singer here. We need, we need someone to say poems. Are you willing to learn how to say poems? That's when you will discover who you are serving, whether you are serving God or you are serving yourself. Yeah. I 
discovered when I joined Lighthouse that there's more to life than prayer. I was into prayer when I came. I was into prayer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Everything by prayer, nothing without prayer. Oh yeah, when I came, I was into prayer. What I understood was prayer. But here, God gave me a new trainer. And he said to me, that's the first time I heard of it. That's the first time I heard of it. That you can preach. I've never thought of it before. I can preach me. I can pray. I don't know about preaching. (laughs) He said, no, you can preach. That's the first time I heard of a call that you are called. I don't know what a call is. I don't know what a call is. That's the first time it was explained to me about calling. And then preaching. And then church work, pastoring, shepherding. It is, it is here. It is, I learned it here. I learned it here as a born again Christian, hot for Jesus. Hot. But you, see, you have to humble yourself and learn what you learn and what you know already. It's not the end. It's not the end. There is more to you. More to you. Allow yourself to be led. I've never preached before. My first preaching was in, in light. I've never preached before. No, nobody has ever thought that I can preach till I met a pastor. Nobody has ever. Nobody. No, I mean, nobody on the face of this earth has ever put a microphone in my hand that preach. Nobody. But you have somebody told you to preach before. As you're looking at me, you're looking at me, so you're feeling sorry for me. You have somebody told you to preach. <laughs> You should also remember who first told you that you can preach and gave you a chance to preach. You should also remember that. (laughs) Receive the prophet in the name of a prophet. What a difference it will make in your life. What a difference it will make in your life. What a difference it will make in your life. What a difference. I only knew prayer. I didn't know anything about the church. Nothing. It was here. It was here that I was given the opportunity. Church van. Move the church van with instruments and things from the church place to somewhere that we keep the instruments. It was here. It was, it was in church. I had to move the church van up and down like that. It was a Mercedes van. Wow. Up and down like a white van. Up and down like that. Yeah. You didn't know that, isn't it? You thought that I started off with revelation. No, 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 no. It was here. Like I understand it. Do you, do you think I cannot pack up and, and put it in the van and send off? I've done it for years. I've done it for years. I've packed instruments for years. I know how to pack instruments to a car and offload and load and break. I've done it for years. Wow. I didn't start off as Bishop Richard. That's the training. That's the training I've received. That's the training I've received. That's the training he gave me. That's the training. Instruments. Everything. Chairs. Arrange the chairs. A chairs arranged. Chairs packed away. Do you even when you pack the chairs, you live here? When we pack the chairs, we have to take it somewhere. Hey. Pack the chairs and carry it there. Bring it back on Saturday, Saturday night. We bring the chairs back and arrange the hall. Yes. Then Sunday morning, because of it, then Sunday morning we go for the expensive things and come and set up early before the rest come. Wear your suit when you get there. You take your tie off and your jacket off. Roll your sleeves and pack up. Yes. 
When you finish, you just roll it off and say, look at that. Jeez. And then I'll go and start the service. You think I just came? They're going to start a service. Okay, we want to pray for the nation. We want to pray for this. That. You think that's all that I do? But I've been working from Saturday. <laughs> next issue. <laughs> Are you ready for the next issue? Are you going to receive all the delegated people? Including messengers of Satan. Did I give you the list of the types of messengers? Okay. Write the types of messengers down. One, are pastors. Two, are are spouses. Three, are like delegated authority, like shepherds, elders, you know, the people you call the apprentices. But how else would they learn? If you go to the hospital and a, a, a student, a, a student, medical student is brought to you, you can't say no. He will have to examine you. That's how he has to learn. You are in pain, but he is in school. <laughs> he has to learn. Yes. But then sometimes I'll, there are some people that will be sent to visit you. Receive them. Don't say that they are not experienced. They don't know. Receive them. Do you know what they know? Receive them. Talk to them. <laughs> and then four are messengers of Satan. Yes. Second Corinthians chapter 12 verse 7 says that, unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations that was given me to, be, to, to me, if there, was, there, was given me, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan. The messenger of Satan. Sometimes you could be feeling too good. I don't know whether you feel, but some things have been brought into your life to keep you cool. It's called a thorn in the flesh. You pray three times, it's not going. Anytime, anything that you pray after three times, it's not changing. You should know that it's the will of God. Leave it there and, 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 and rather be like Paul and say his grace is sufficient for me. His grace. Switch to the grace of God and live by the grace of God and continue by the grace of God with that issue. It will never kill you. God will preserve you. Yes. After you have prayed and prayed, change Lord. I bind Lord. I cast out Lord. The thing is, it gets getting stronger. Sometimes as you pray, it gets stronger. Don't think that there's no God. Is it the people that know God? The people that know God, they're the ones that say, His grace is sufficient for me. His grace is sufficient. His grace can keep me. Learn how to say, His grace is sufficient for me. Not that something bad is happening to me. His grace shall keep me, His grace shall preserve me. Anyway, next issue. Next issue. Today's our last day on this series, so I have to finish all three. The next issue is Luke chapter 14, verse 16. Instead of thinking of your wife as Satan and planning to divorce, divorce is out of the will of God. So rather, ask yourself, so what should I do? Do what Paul did. 
Most gladly, therefore, I'll rejoice in my infirmities. <laughs> you are laughing, but I'm serious. You haven't seen problems before. You haven't seen problems. There are real problems in life. Difficult things. But if you're a Christian, you, you will turn to God. Like Paul did, you will turn to God. You will turn away. You, you see, out of the will of God. Are you listening to me? Yeah. Out of the will of God. Theologians in our teachings, we've given other options. Permissive will, perfect will. But I say, out of the will of God means you are in the perfect will of Satan. Perfect will of Satan. Perfect will. You are, you are where Satan wants you. Be careful you don't shift into the will of Satan. Fight for the perfect will of God. Fight to be in the will of God. Out of that place, it means you are in the perfect will of Satan. Exactly where the enemy wants you. Be a strong Christian where you can say, Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. If you have not been for Christ, you know what you would have done. But for Christ's sake, you can't do that thing. For when I am weak, then am I strong. God, the grace of God, God should help you. God should help you. Don't start misbehaving because of difficulty and struggles. Don't start sinning. See, sin is against God. It's not, it's not against the person that is making you sin. It's against God. Always thank God. Always thank God. They start talking like Paul said that, you know, his grace is sufficient for me. The messengers of Satan to, to buffet me, to knock me and to disturb me. His grace. Hey. Luke chapter 14. Did we read it? Did we say Luke 14 or Luke 16? 14 verse 16, isn't it? Uh huh. Then said unto him a certain man, another one is coming. A certain man made a great supper and bade many. Keep going, keep going very fast. Are we stuck? And sent the servant at supper time to say, to them that were bidden. Come, for all things are now ready. And they all with one consent began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. And another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. I pray, have thee me excused. And another said, I have married a wife and therefore I cannot come. That's all. So the servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said unto his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes and city and bring in either the poor and the maimed and the halt and the blind. You see, there's always replacement. When the, those who are originally called, originally called, don't do what they have to do, there's always a replacement. Always. Always. You are supposed to do this. You don't want to do it. You don't like it. It's like it's below you. It's like it's not somebody you would choose. There's always somebody to do it. But you are still the original. But there's always someone to replace you. Somebody will do what you refuse to do. Any day. Any day. Someone will always do what you're supposed to do. There's always somebody to replace you. (laughs) This one is the issue 
of your job. Money, property, and family. So you'll be judged on what these things prevented you from doing. Job, family, money, property, the earthly gains and acquisition of things, how it affects your calling and your ministry. Though, though this church is not so old, we are barely four years old. There are people who are here that you don't know about. They are supposed to have been mighty and great here. But you don't know them. Do you know them? You don't know them. Yes. Well, by, the time, by the time you arrived, one of these things has kicked them out. That's how come you've got a job. That's how come you've got a seat. The seat you are sitting on is somebody's chair. Yeah, it's somebody's chair. You see, one, one, one Wednesday afternoon, I came to church at Lighthouse. Do you know the other church? Yes. If you don't know it, don't, don't worry. That's a church. I came there one Wednesday afternoon. And as I was walking there, Suddenly, I felt the Lord started, I don't know whether rebuking me or warning me. I was walking there alone. There was nobody there alone. I was walking in the, in the, in the hall, in the church hall. He said, can you see this place? Can you see this place? Do you know who built it? Do you know the people who built it? Do you know who it was built for? Have you seen your congregation that you have now? Their faces. They are not the original congregation for this place. It's like, it's like, you see, it's like a conversation. I could hear it. Have you seen this structure? This massive structure that is sitting here. It was built. Money was spent to build for a particular pastor, which is not you. You are not the original one that was put here, was built for. It's like you were not in the plan. Then the conclusion was like, if you like, you to joke with it. Have somebody else. I was, you know, one of those days that is like, there's no problem. It's, I, I felt like I said, Why? What have I done? What have I done? But that was the conclusion. The conclusion was like, if you like joke, if you like you to joke with it, you to play with it. If like if you like play with it, you will see and you will discover that I have another plan. I have it's like I have another priest. And I have another group of people here who can come there. Because if the original priest won't have it, if the original priest won't have it, the original priest, when we're buying the place, that place, the original, the person who was there, he was gay. Yeah. He was living with men and boys in that place. I don't know other boys, they live with men there. And God took it. He said, okay. You bent faces. Let me give you a chance. Whether you also worship me here. You to try. 
You to try serving me here. Try working for me here. Let's see. He said, Mrs., you're welcome. Hope it's been good. <laughs> what you have is a chance that God is giving to you. Your father was my bass guitarist. That was playing bass guitar for me. Your father. Yes. His father was my bass guitarist and my choir director. And my singer, he also sings. He sings, he plays, he plays keyboard, sings, plays bass guitar, sings. He does everything. He can do anything, everything. He's a pastor. He's one of our pastors. He's a pastor in Greenford. Yeah, he's a pastor. He advanced, move, move. He's a pastor. He's a reverend minister. He was my bass guitarist. When I started pastoring him, he was 19 years old. Yes, he was 19 years old. Mommy was 18 or 17. When I was their pastor. I sound very old, isn't it? <laughs> no, I wasn't that old. I just had spiritual authority. Yeah. Yeah. I just had spiritual authority. Yes. So thank God I also have you now. Like you play keyboard, you sing. Sing. Your father is a good example for you to follow. He's, he's a good example. He's a good man. He's a good man. He's a good man. Are you in church or you've traveled? You look very quiet. What are you thinking about? So, you will see some people that will start using their jobs. See your job. Your job shouldn't take you away from church. Your job shouldn't take you away from God. Church, church, church is God's idea. Don't develop that crazy concept that I don't have to go to church to serve God. You do. You do. You do. Please stop it. You do. Please stop it. You do. You do. Don't buy into that stupid doctrine. What is church? The church is the body of Christ. The church is a place of fellowship. The church is where we are taught and we learn. But we don't have to go to church to serve God. So where do you have to go? The pub to serve God. You go to the pub to serve God or to the club to serve God. Where else do you serve God? Those of you who like family, those of you who are into family, family, my mother, my father, my children, my children. It's like now I must have Sunday lunch. And the, the, you see, I would like to come to the church, but because of the time of your service, that's our lunch time. So, your God, your God has become roasted chicken. Your God. You would rather spend time with roast chicken than spend time with God. Your God has become roast chicken. Your God. That's what you are saying. Your God is now roast chicken. Why, do, why don't you even change and say, okay, family time now is on Saturday. Or Sunday night. 
Why don't you adjust so that, so that there's time for God? It's like with God. It's like for God. I'm not compromising on him. Those of, you, those of you who start having children, um, um, sisters, you have one child. You can't serve God again. One, one you can't serve. It's like you've been conked out because you got pregnant. Children are taking you out. We are here. We are watching. We are we are watching the play. You see, you watch all of you. Watch soon. You see different types of girls. You watch, watch soon. You see the different types. You see those who have strength to serve God, and those who are weaklings and totally useless. Mind you, mind you, what they can't do in church, they can't do at home. Mind you. Don't think that don't think that when they can't manage in church well, they are fantastic at home. It's because they've given everything to home. Mind you, what they can't do here, they can't do anywhere else. Yes. They are as good as you see them in public. They are as good as you see them in public. That's how they are. What they can't do here, they can't do there. What they are not doing there, they can't do here. What they have left, and pastor is doing it in church because they've left. It's what they have left at home and their husband is doing it to cover up. Same. Same. I don't even need anybody to say amen. I know already. (laughs) No, no, no. You don't have to say anything. I'm telling you. Those are saying, I'm inviting all of you. Let's watch now. Let's watch. Let's watch it because they'll be marrying. There'll be more. They'll be marrying. Let's watch now. You will see those who serve God and those who serve families. Let's watch. I'm inviting you. I'm inviting you from today. You'll be invited. Let's watch. Let's watch. Those who my child, my this, my that. Those who can't have a balance, they can't balance. They can't balance things out. Let's watch. You see, you you you, you even see the signs now. They have. They can't balance now. They can't balance. They can't, they can't go to school and be in campus church. They can't even be elders. They can't even be elders once a week meeting and do well in their course. The different type, different type. You see, they'll be saying, it's the, it's the eldership. It's not the eldership. If you like, say it, I'll take the eldership from you and give me your results after. Once, because of once a week meeting, one hour, how long is campus church meeting? One hour meeting, once a week. You can't study. Oh, stop it. Let's be serious. Let's be serious. Come on. Let me tell you because you see, I want to stop my eldership eld- eldering because um, my course is getting very, very intensive. So you, you don't let me say horrible things. The unbelievers, unbelievers who are getting first class and things, go and see them Friday night. Go and see them dancing. Yes. 
from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. Dancing, dancing their brains away. When they come back to the books, Sunday morning back to the books, go to half days. You've been there Friday, Saturday. What are you doing? You can't be telling that one hour campus church meeting. You can't pass your what, what? It's laziness. It's another type of problem. It's laziness. You are free from laziness from today. It's laziness. Laziness. Ah. Unbelievers. Dance. Ah, when they finish, when they finish, then the, the girl, she's not going to her apartment. He's now going to take her. For the second chapter. He's going to use her. In the morning, you see her doing the work of shame. She's been used. By the morning, her feet are tied. She can't even hold her. She'll be holding her shoes. All the makeup is gone. They, they have a way of walking as though their waist is broken. Monday she'll be in the lecture room. She'll be studying. It's like studying and this thing I did on the weekend has no has no bearing. There's no relationship with it. You have got Christ, the Holy Ghost, blessings, anointing to help you. You're going to say the elder rain and the elder rain and the campus testing is really interfering with my psychoanalysis of the course. <laughs> It's laziness, lack of discipline, lack of planning. That's what is affecting you. That's what is affecting you. But you are changed from today. Amen. So don't let, don't let, and then money. When you start earning money, when money starts coming, never feel too important. Than church. And now you are too important. You have too much to come and sit here. Here? Here is where you were blessed to do well. Here is where you were blessed. Always remember where you were blessed. Here is where we pray for you to get that job. There should be no job, no job. That should take you away from church. No job. No job. Don't sign away your birthright. No job. Uh-huh. My third question. Have, have you understood these issues? Strive. Strive for a good balance. Strive. Strive for a good balance. To study, serve God. Get a job, serve God. Get money, still be serving, still believing in God as you are getting richer. Riches is, is, is even relative. 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 
Whatever you call rich, when you get there, be very careful. That is why I will tell you again. Let your aim be that I may win Christ. Be like Paul who said that I may win Christ. His aim is that I will win Christ. Not that I work in this place. Not that I work, if I work inside. Because it's when you have those targets. When you have those, as soon as you get it, you start backsliding. Because you feel you don't need God again. That's how come Europe has backslidden. They backslid because they used to go to church. That's it today, if, when, when you're looking for a school for your child, they'll be asking you, Do you, are you in this parish? Are you in this parish? It's like, it's like the, the, there's a church and then it caters for these streets around. So those are the people that can come to the school. Outside of it, they'll say it's too far. Because the church was built for people who can walk to church easily. It's like a cell meeting, easily. Easily. Catchment, catchment area. Catchment area, catchment area. Those are you in the catchment area. So there were churches. The churches are empty. Because they've prospered. There's no war. Join the war, they used to go to church. The day Princess Diana died, the churches were filled. The churches were filled. That's how come I can be strong and say that prosperity has made them kick God out of their lives. If trouble arises today, don't go to church. You think they don't know where to go? They'll go to church. They will all start streaming into church. If trouble should come now. All of them, all will they'll start going to they will go to, they will go to church. They will go to church. They will even find us. They'll say, well, there's a nice church in a hotel somewhere. We can go there. The night she died, that morning, that Sunday morning, all the churches were full. Oh, oh, we feel they were afraid. Don't let prosperity take you away. Your prosperity is what you are looking for now. That place you are dreaming to work at. I really want to work at this place. I want to work at JP Morgan. I want to work at Goldman Sachs. I want to work at um, BWC. I want to work at Citibank. I want to work at uh, KPGM. I want to do this. I want to do. Don't let it take you away from God. Don't let it take you away from God. I have suffered the loss of all things and do count them as dung. In case you don't know, dung is toilet. Count it as dung. That I may win Christ. That I may win Christ. Your aim should be that you win Christ. Have you seen footballers when they win a trophy? Their aim is that they've been played. They've played several games, several rounds. Then quarterfinals, semifinals, finals, extra time, penalties. All the aim is that silverware. Then they stand. Then they start jumping. They've won the trophy. Your aim is to do that thing in heaven. You want to arrive there. Arrive there arrive there and Christ will stretch his hand and say well done well done good and faithful servant that is your aim when that becomes your aim what will happen to you is that nothing on earth will be satisfying 
no matter how rich you become, no matter how married you become, no matter how happy you become in marriage, no matter what car you have, nothing will satisfy you till you win Christ, till you are holding Christ and you also jump in. I got Christ. It's like I've got him. I got Christ. Let that be your aim. Let that be your aim. Let that be your aim. No matter how blessed and great you become on earth, always think, I need to win Christ. This is not it. This is not it. This is not it. No matter how many houses you own, and you shall own houses. Oh yeah, you own houses. If you're a child of this ministry, you own houses. And you own it debt free. Because you are becoming wise early. You are becoming wise early. Early, you not have you not have debts and all those complications. You have become wise early, so you own things early, and you have the lot. You own houses. You will give to your children as their wedding gifts houses. Yes, you will give houses to your children. You will. You will. You will not struggle at all. You will struggle. Tell to you, you tell your child, look, there's a house here. There's a house there. Which one do you like? I mean, uh, which area? Uh, where do you say people are going to live? Essex, Chelsea. Okay, yes, you can have the Chelsea one then. Take, take it. There's one in Chelsea. Take it. That's your gift. It will be easy for you. 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 Follow God and see. Follow God and see. You follow him. Follow him closely. Follow him closely. Listen to the prophet carefully. Soak in his preaching and his direction and his counsel. Do what he says. Do what he says. Rent free prosperity. Soak that. Soak those prophecies to the letter and see what will happen to your life. You see, you'll be in London. You'll be testifying that the message that he stood. Ghana was preaching. It's happening here live. It's happening live in your life. It shall be your story. Amen. You will experience it. Amen. Last issue. Wow. <laughs> Are you excited that today we've been able to do three? Very excited. Matthew 20. But the room is really warm today. I don't know what our sins, sins are. Or is it because they've opened the window? I don't know. Or should we rather open the window? I don't know. We open the window, the sound goes out, isn't it? For the kingdom of heaven is like unto a man that is an householder, which went out, out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. He went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said unto them, go ye also into the vineyard and whatsoever is right, I will give you. And they went their way. Again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing idle and saith unto them, why stand ye here? All the day idle. 
Wow. They say unto him, because no man has hired us, he saith unto them, go ye also in the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, ye shall receive. Shall ye receive it. So when, he, when even was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith unto his steward, call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that were hired, about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first came, they supposed that they should have received more. And they likewise received every man a penny. And when they had received it, they murmured against the good man of the house. Saying, these last have wrought a one hour. Thou hast made them equal unto us, which have borne the burden and the heat of the day. And he answered one of them and said, friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst not thou agree with me for a penny? Take that dinus and go thy way. I will give unto this last, even as unto thee. Is it not lawful for me to do what I will with my own? Is thine eye evil because I am good? So the last shall be first, and the first last, for many be called, but few chosen. Are you ready for the last issue? <laughs> Do you want to know the last issue and the last question? The last issue says that. Why? Do you like when it starts with why? Why didn't you get involved at the last minute? Why didn't you get involved? At the last minute. Some have started early. Some have been there. It doesn't mean that you can't join. It doesn't mean that you also can't come. It doesn't mean that you also can't do. Respect seasons. This is your turn. This is your season. Don't think about those who have done and those who have been there. When Bishop was in Zambia recently having the crusades, one of the places they said the last time we had a crusade here was 37 years ago by Bonke. 37 years. How many of you here are 37 years? It means that in your life, in your lifetime, nobody has been there to preach. People have lived and died and therefore gone to hell because there was no one who preached. So you see, the 11th hour and the last minute what appears to be the last minute is very important. It's very, very important. Don't say there are campus churches. You didn't join, you didn't do anything in first year, you didn't do anything in second year. Third year is your 11th hour. Do something for God. As you can see, the reward is the same. It's the same. Do something for Him now. Don't leave that place and walk out. And you did nothing. Others, you'll be asked, why didn't you do anything in the 11th hour when you had the chance? When you felt the conviction? Because there are some of you are now feeling the conviction. You are now feeling the conviction that maybe I can do something. Don't say others have done it already or there's somebody there already. There's always a chance for others. We haven't saved the whole university. There are still souls. There are still souls. 
there are still souls there that would never, that would never step. Look, I keep referring you to a church building and a church somewhere. That place, we've been there for 24 years. Where were you? If we are not saying we are moving, starting another church, what would have happened to you? If we are going to stay there, we've been there for 24 years. We are waiting for Silver Jubilee celebration. Next year is our Silver Jubilee. We're going to celebrate there and eat and be happy. What will happen to all of you? Because you will never come there. You won't come there. You won't be there. You won't be part of Unless you are born into the church. It won't be your church. So another effort at the last minute will save some people. Today we have campus churches. We have borough churches. Borough churches are like city churches. Like the churches for the cities and the areas. Because there are souls there. You can be a borough church leader. You can handle a borough church. Can't you handle a church? You can handle a church once a week, one hour. You can preach. You can preach. You see, you have 30 people. You have 50 people. You have 100. So you say you have 100 people. You've been standing there preaching. Don't say it has been done already. There's room for more. There's room for more. Never say it has been done. Others have done it. I'm too late. I can't come. Because you'll be asked, why didn't you do it at the last minute? Why didn't you do it? Why didn't you do something? All the preachings you've been hearing is preparing you to, to preach. And to save others. All the preaching you've been hearing. You are, some of you are cooked. You are cooked, overcooked, hard-boiled eggs. You have congregations by now. And you shall have congregations. Yes. You have it. So God bless you. And here ends a series on judgment. May you be safe on judgment day. May you be bold on judgment day. Amen. May you go through all the issues and come out clean. Amen. Come out clean. There's one question that I left out. It's about the disadvantaged, the blind, the deaf, beggars, and things. It's also a question that will come up. Yes. So when you see them, don't ignore them. I don't know how I skipped it. I just remember that it's there. Yeah, it's there. It's very, I'm sure the Holy Spirit reminded me. It's there your care and your response to the disadvantaged. That's when you say, I was in prison. You didn't mind me. I was thirsty. You didn't give me water. I was this, that. It's like that person that, that person that seems to be in need. Indeed. It's somebody that you should help. It's someone you should show laughter towards. Don't shout at beggars. Don't insult beggars. Don't cast them away. So go away. Clear off. Naked, you didn't clothe me. Sick, you didn't visit me. Prison, you didn't come there. I'm glad I've preached in a prison before. I'm glad. The other day I had other prison preaching appointments. It just coincides with my service time here. So I gave it to our pastors that have morning services. Yes. I didn't say no, I can't come. I said, I can come. And I sent my pastors. So they go all the time, they send me reports. 
So we went to this prison, we went to this place to go and preach to them. Because he said, I was in prison. I was in prison. And you didn't come. I was in prison. When I was in prison, you didn't come. You thought of me as a murderer, as an evil person. So you didn't come. But he's the one in prison. He's saying he's the one. Your Lord and Savior. He said he's the one that is in prison. He didn't come to me. He said, I was sick. He didn't visit me. We used to have a ministry. Remember the poor. I don't know what they did to it. They dissolved it. I don't know how they dissolved it. But this, this, this is an exam question. So it's a ministry that I have to start again. So if you have compassion for the poor and the things, you should see me. So we can care for some people. Wow. Why do you look so cool? <laughs> yeah. Can you see all these things are in the, in the Bible? Is, that, is this where it starts? Well, let's start from verse 36. Find a good place so that we can read it well. I almost missed this one out. I would have come next week with it. Right. Because when I get there, I'll also be asked, why did you leave this one out? Keep going. Yeah, keep going. Verse 35. Okay, so he says, for I was unhanged, and you, and, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Then naked, and you closed me. Sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came unto me. Okay. So all those things, all those different categories, we have to attend to. Because it is him. It is him. See a beggar, don't say, I go and look for a job. <laughs> look, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 1. Let brotherly love continue. Verse 2. Be not forgetful to entertain strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. A stranger you must like. An unknown person, an odd person, you must like. He could be an angel. He could even be the Lord himself. Seeing how you will treat him. What will you do? As you say, we love the Lord. We really love God. We love love him. You remember when we were talking about the love issue? The big issue on love. How can you say you love God when your brother that you can see, you don't love him? How can you see you love God? Be not forgetful to entertain strangers. Hospitality must be our strongest point. Strongest point. Strongest. Strongest point to be warm. To be warm to our strangers and visitors. To be nice to them. To receive them. To embrace them. To make time. To make time for them. Because you would have entertained an angel and a worse. turn an angel, give an angel water to drink. Will he not make sure you get home safely? Will he not take, will he not take you off the train when that um, crazy man is on? God bless you, church. I think I've done all now. God bless you. Stand to your feet.
That's why when you act so offensive and you misbehave, I don't give up on you. Because I don't know that you're an angel. Yes. I don't know who you are. I actually don't know who you are. To say to you, go to hell. I don't know. I can't say that. Yeah. So we strive to keep you. Strive to love you. Strive to talk to you. Strive to relate with you. Even though it's clear you are misbehaving. But we strive to keep you. You could easily be my greatest crown in heaven. Yes. You could be you. You. God gave his only begotten son. You could be the old, perhaps a reason why I'll be celebrated in heaven when I get there. So help me God. I'll never give up on you. Never. Never. So help me God. Are you understanding eternity? You have to understand eternity. It will help guide your Christianity here. You can't, you can't practice Christianity in a vacuum. That we are Christians. No. There are people that you relate with. Yeah, I'm never. Even when I forget about When I remember, you see, I'll send you a WhatsApp. Hey, are you there? How? Long time. <laughs> come. Come on Sunday. Come. When you come, smile. And I say, yeah. Just because of you, there could be some shiny crown waiting for me. Shiny crown. Shiny crown. Shiny crown. I want to wear crowns. Maybe your name will even be printed on it for the salvation of this person. I'll I'll wear it and visit you. What are you supposed to do when you stand there? You're supposed to thank God for today's service. Okay. So let's thank God for today's service so that we can close off. Thank you. Say, let's close your eyes and say thank you to God for a blessed service and a powerful time and a good time. Pray to him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Bless his name. Thank him. Thank God for today. Thank him for his mercies. Thank him for his mercies. I can't hear you praying. I can't hear you praying. Thank him for this series. Thank him for everything that you have heard. Thank him for the blessing. Blessing of direction. Blessing of direction. Blessing of his word. Yes, Lord. Yes, my Lord and my God. Yes, my Lord and my God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we are grateful. We are grateful for these messages we've heard. Thank you, Lord, that it's come to stay with us, Lord. It shall guide us. It shall guide us in our walk with you, Lord. Thank you for the blessed revelations that you've given us and healings and direction that you've brought us through these messages and through this series Lord may be watered by the power of the Holy Spirit that we shall be fruitful fruitful in all these things when we get to heaven Lord when we get to heaven may our welcome be great Lord may there be crowns may we be received Lord may we be received it's our prayer that we shall be received when we get to heaven 
we shall be received in a great way in a great mighty way lord father may never depart from us the lessons and the thoughts of coming to heaven may never depart from us may we always think about you and think about heaven that we may live in a way that is worthy of pleasing to you lord thank you lord in jesus name now while every eye is closed and every head is bowed you are here maybe somebody invited you to church or you've been coming here but you're not saved you're not born again you're not sure whether it'll be heaven or hell for you when you die you want to say that pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus today today i want to give my life to jesus pastor please pray with me if you're here like that you're not sure of your salvation while every eye is closed and every head is bowed he will say that pastor pray with me i want to give my life to jesus if you're here like that, I want you to lift up your right hand very quickly, wherever you are. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus in my life. God bless you. I can see the hand there. You also want to join in. You want to lift up your right hand, just your right hand. God bless you. I can see your hand as well. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I want to be born again. I want to be saved. I want my sins to be forgiven. Just your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. God bless you. God bless you. Just your right hand. Lift it up so I can see you. God bless you. Have your hand lifted up. You lift up your hand. I want you to do one more thing for me. I want you to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat right here. Come. You want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Come out of your seat. Come all the way. Come. Ashes, help us to come. Come from wherever you are. Come. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. 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 Come to, to Jesus. Oh, Lamba. Of God I come. Yes. Come from wherever you are. God bless you. Come. You want to give your life to Jesus. Today is your day. It's your day today. Come very quickly. Come. Yes. Yes. Bow your heads with me. Close your eyes, everybody. Let's pray. Let's say this prayer together. Say with me. Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Say it out loud. Say, thank you, Father, for Jesus Christ, who died on the cross and rose up on the third day. Say, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. I am a sinner. Please wash me with the blood of Jesus. Say, say, Heavenly Father, today I confess Jesus and receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life from today I will serve you and I will live for you please write my name in the book of life say thank you father for accepting me and making me a child of yours now say Satan I belong to Jesus I will no longer serve you I will no longer obey you I have been bought with the blood the precious blood of Jesus 
I bind you in the name of Jesus. I cast you out of my life in the name of Jesus. I belong to Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shout a good amen. Amen. Please receive this gift. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. It's for you and it's free. So read it and you'll be blessed. God bless you. You may go back to your seats. God bless you. Come for them. What a blessing. What a blessing. That one. Take it. This is my body that was broken for you. Drink. This is my blood that was poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless is the communion of the blood of Christ. The bread which we break. Is the communion of the body of Christ. Oh, this is the meal, the holy meal of God. It will sustain you, it will heal you, it will bring you life. When I see the blood, oh. I will pass over you. Oh, 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 when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Take eat, this is my body. That was broken for you. Drink, this is my blood poured out for you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. The cup of blessing which we bless. Is the communion of the blood of Christ The bread which we break Is the communion of the body of Christ Oh, this is the meal The holy meal of God It will sustain you It will heal you It will bring you life When I see the blood over you the Lord says we will pass over you when he sees the blood Ooh, I will pass over you I'll give you strength I'll give you life when I see the 
Father, we thank you for this blessed opportunity again. I bless every bread. I bless every cup here. That it shall be indeed your body that we eat and your blood that we drink, Lord. I pray for healings. I pray for deliverance. I pray for yokes to be broken, Lord. I pray for minds to receive understanding and wisdom, Lord. Heal ill minds, Lord. Heal sick minds, oh God. Heal every organ, Lord. May organs be healed today, Lord. In the name of Jesus, oh God. May the visits of wicked spirits be terminated today by the blood, by the blood of Jesus, Lord. Thank you for the blessedness of the communion, Lord. In Jesus' name. The body of Christ. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Father, thank you. Like Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. Thank you that all has been perfected in us today. All that pertains to our life and godliness has been perfected by the blood, Lord. Let victory come to the lives of your people. Let victory come to the, come to the homes of your people. Let victory be announced to your people. May we hear victorious news, O oh God. May we hear news of joy and news that shall cause celebrations, Lord. And news that shall cause dancing and shouting and screamings and joy and happiness, Lord. May that news come to us, O oh God. Because of the blood, Lord. We walk here free. We walk out of this place free. We walk out of this place blessed. We walk out of this place healed. We walk out of this place promoted, Lord. Let this communion bring victory, Lord. May victory be announced in our schoolwork, Lord. Preserve the students, oh God. Preserve them, Lord. Preserve the first years. Preserve the final years. Preserve the returning students, Lord. Preserve them, oh God. And give them keys of victory and keys of success. Save them from every wickedness. Save them from every wicked plot. Save them from every attack. I block every attack. Every attack of Satan, I block it by the blood of Jesus and in the name of Jesus, Lord. And we release them back into school, Lord, with blessings, with great blessings, with abundant blessings, with blessings of success, blessings of excellence, blessings of being above and above only. Blessings of being the head and not the tail. Blessings of striving into excellence, Lord. May they return with that grace and with that help, Lord. I call them blessed. I call them victorious. Thank you, Father. I pray that peace shall return into our lives. Anything that has stolen our peace, I command it to return it a double fold. In Jesus' name, oh God.
peace returns into our lives in the name of Jesus Amen say Amen, amen. say a resounding amen. amen say your loudest Amen May God bless you. Take your seat.